0: Well, well, well. What do you know? The King has spoken, everyone. Last night, LeBron James opened his mouth about the Daryl Morey tweet situation, which is unbelievable. He probably did the league even more of a disservice than the league has done to itself via all this Daryl Morey tweet scenario that has uh, basically ignited a a lot of people, pissed a lot of people off. And now LeBron opens his mouth, says something so utterly dumb and hypocritical that now it has sparked something that can't be undone. Um, Obviously, when LeBron James, probably the NBA's biggest star, opens his mouth, it's obviously going to be uh, catered by everyone. And what LeBron James has done here has ultimately put the NBA into a corner where now we know their true colors. If you didn't know their true colors before, we know what they are now. So this happened uh, after or before uh, a preseason game, and uh, the preseason game was at Staples Center. LeBron was asked a question about the Daryl Morey situation, and this is his response. Uh, If you do not know what the Daryl Morey situation is, stop listening to this episode. Go to episode 80. That's my first episode on the China NBA problem. Then after that episode, you can go ahead to go to episode 82, which is the episode I put out yesterday, where I talk about what happened after that. And so now this will be a third installment, but I won't cover all of it. I'm just going to go into what LeBron James said, and then I'm going to talk about football because there's a whole awful lot that happened in football that we have to talk about. Anyway, so LeBron James spoke about, uh, after asked being asked about what Daryl Morey uh, tweeting about this uh, pro-democracy um, protesters in Hong Kong, this is what LeBron James had to say. I don't want to get in a word or sentence feud with Daryl Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand, and he spoke... So many people could have been harmed, not only physically uh, or financially, but emotionally and spiritually. Just be careful what we tweet, what we say, and what we do. We have freedom of speech, but there can be a lot of negative things that come with that too. Okay, so that's just a small excerpt of what, you know, happened. But the main thing here is LeBron James... Tells Daryl Delmore, I believe he was misinformed and not really educated on the situation. If he was, so be it. I have no idea. That's not. That's my belief. When you say things or do things, you're doing it and know the things that can be affected by it and the families and individuals that could be affected by it. Sometimes it can be changed. It can changed as well. Sometimes social media is not a proper way to go about things. That's just my belief. So. LeBron James, who uses social media as a platform to elevate his brand in every single facet of life, says that social media isn't the best way to invoke change when all LeBron James does is tweet about social justice issues and post things on social media constantly. Yet he's the first one to tell you that you don't have freedom of speech. Well, you do have freedom of speech, but you don't have the freedom from ramifications, which is 100% true. We all have freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean there's, you have freedom of ramifications. In fact, LeBron, why didn't you tell that to Colin Kaepernick? Because it seems to me like nobody told him that, right? You have freedom of speech, but you don't have freedom of ramifications because you're an employee. Again, not going to debate everyone on that, but LeBron James said it. He said it clear as day. But for someone to tell somebody else, that they are misinformed on a subject of democracy. And that what they tweeted affect people financially, physically, spiritually, and emotionally in lots of families. Tells me one thing and one thing only. And this is a broadcasting message that LeBron put out into the stratosphere. LeBron James only cares about money. Let me repeat that one more time. LeBron James only cares about money the entire social media social justice warrior all of that was a farce it was a lie it was clickbait it was to get the woke left and the woke people who support lebron james to rally behind him and increase his brand to increase increase his marketability to increase all the stuff that makes him money and then when it came time, when push came to shove for LeBron James to have his Muhammad Ali moment, what he told us was what Daryl Morey tweeted affected lots of families. Read between the lines here, okay? Affected lots of families' ability to be financially stable, not be affected physically, mentally, spiritual, spiritually. He's talking about himself and the other NBA players he's saying what Daryl Morey did was selfish because it got in the way of me making money. Okay, this is the most hypocritical thing LeBron James has ever done in his entire career. And I hope it won't happen, but I hope it ultimately destroys him. And I hope ultimately no one buys his shoes anymore. I hope ultimately no one buys his jerseys anymore because he, he tricked everyone. Just like the NBA tricked us all he has been doing it the whole time, building his brand on social media, pretending he's some woke social justice leader, social justice warrior, the second coming of Muhammad Ali. Would let me, let me just ask you, the public, this. Muhammad Ali gave away three prime years of his boxing career to support the anti-war movement and stand up for something that he thought was wrong. Did anything LeBron James said in that press conference yesterday make it seem like he actually sounded like that, like a man who would give up three prime years of his career or more to stand up for something that was being done, quote unquote, immorally wrong to the people? Does that sound like someone who stands up for social social injustice, who stands up for basic human rights? Who tells you what Daryl Morey tweeted was selfish and it hurt a lot of families and individuals could be affected by it spiritually, financially, all the, whatever all the other bogus? He went out. Then he tries to clear it up on on Twitter, and he says, "I don't believe there was any consideration for the consequences, ramifications of the tweet." I'm not discussing this the uh, the substance. Others can talk about it. My team in this league just went through a difficult week. I think people need to understand that what a tweet or a statement can do to others. And I believe nobody stopped and considered what would happen. Could have waited a week to send it. Okay, this is the same man who when the Warriors said they weren't going to go to the White House, he tweeted at the president, You bum, Steph Curry already told you we ain't going to the White House. Nobody wants to go while you're there. Quote, somewhat like that. Okay. So what are the ramifications for that? He just told the president, I ain't coming to your house because you're a bum. Yet when China hands him the bag, he shuts his mouth and says it's it's not okay to speak out about social injustice. But let me just pull up a tweet that LeBron James did send out. Okay. He sent this out last year, January of 18. He says, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Okay, I believe that was a quote from Martin Luther King um, as he hashtag thank you MLK 50. So I'm assuming that that has to do with, with, you know, someone who he holds in high regard, which would be uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And I would say, well, LeBron, that that really didn't age well when you tweeted that, did it? Because if you truly believe that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, there is injustice happening in Hong Kong. A member of your so-called uh, unit at the NBA tweeted out against the injustice, and you told him what he did was selfish. Again, let's just call it what it is. LeBron James is showing that he doesn't care about anything but getting the bag. He wants money. He doesn't care about social justice issues. He doesn't care. LeBron James has pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. He had, he had this, this was his moment. He could have taken this, this moment, and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use this as my Ali platform. I'm going to stand up for injustice. I'm going to stand up for the millions of people that are in concentration camps in China. I'm going to stand up for the for the billions of people that don't have basic human rights. And the hundreds of thousands of people that are getting slaughtered by militant police in Hong Kong. Standing up for democracy. Which, by the way, gives me the right to call my president a bum. Again, I don't care that LeBron James called the president a bum. That's his right to do so. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's extremely hypocritical. When you want to be critical about the president of the United States and you don't support the issues here at home, but obviously you do because those whole rights that you have as an American citizen allow you to speak out against those things, yet when someone in your organization tweets out supporting democratic freedoms in Hong Kong for the protesters who are trying to get what we have, just a little piece of what we have, and the, the little piece of what you have, LeBron, which allows you to say what you want to say, and you call yourself a social justice warrior, you call yourself someone who tweeted out that MLK tweet about injustice everywhere, right, is injustice or what? Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. If you truly believe what you tweeted a year ago, then you would honestly speak up for something When you had your chance to do it, be a modern day Martin Luther King, be a modern day Muhammad Ali. Yet you choose not to. You choose to shut your mouth, bow down to the communist overlords of China who hand you the bag, and Nike who hands you the bag, who's run by China. And then this is it. We have now, we now know exactly what happened, everyone. We now know exactly what I said from the very beginning, and that is LeBron is a liar. He's a hypocrite, and he pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. And I want everyone to know it, that what he said in these comments, in these follow-up tweets, prove that he only cares about one thing and one thing only. It was never about social justice. It was never about human rights. It was never about helping the African-American community. That's all a lie. That was to build his brand so he could ultimately have money. He doesn't care about anything but money. If he did... He would be the modern day Muhammad Ali, stepping away from basketball in the prime of his career and supporting and standing up for injustice everywhere. Because like the tweet says, it's a threat to justice everywhere when there's injustice anywhere, right? You tweeted it, LeBron. You tweeted it. Again, LeBron said, should have waited a week to tweet tweet it out well, you should have waited weeks to speak because what you have done has ignited a huge problem in the NBA. It It is literally unraveling before our very eyes showing how hypocritical the NBA is. It is nuts. It is disgusting. LeBron James is a businessman. He's not a social justice warrior. And I don't care if he is. Good for him. If he wants to make all the money in the world, sweet. But I can't stand one thing and one thing only, and you guys all know what it is, and it's hypocrisy. I don't like to be lied to. I don't like that people think they can do one thing, say another thing, and somehow they both can coexist in the same platform. That's bullshit, and it's a lie. He lied to everyone. He told us that he stood up for social injustice, that he wanted everyone to have the same basic human rights as everyone. And yet here is his moment, here's his chance to shine, and he shuts his mouth and takes the check. And that's the end of it. I don't want to hear another woke sentence uttered from LeBron James' mouth ever again because he's a hypocrite. He only cares about money, and that's fine. That's sweet. There's lots of businessmen who only care about money. But when you lie to the American public and make him think like you're actually trying to here to do the right thing, that's where I have a problem with it. If LeBron James would have come out day one and said, I don't give a shit about any of these social justice issues. I just want to make money. Then we would have honestly known that he just wanted to make money. But see, what he did was he backdoored you in me, in the entire American world public. He backdoored everyone. He told everyone he was all for being the next Muhammad Ali, and he wanted athletes to have a voice in politics and social justice issues. Then when he had a chance to actually make you know, good on his promise and stand up for something that's a horrible, horrible injustice happening right now. He's—nope, nope, nope, sorry. I can't speak out about—oh, those guys? Oh, 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 you want me to talk about those guys? No, no, I, I, I can't. They, they pay me. Because that's what we all learned. We all learned that LeBron James likes money more than he likes social justice. And that's fine. And that's fine. But he just should have been that honest from the very start. He should have said, you know what? I'm trying to help my community in Akron. I'm trying to get these kids to go to school and college, and that's all great and dandy. But honestly, I just like the good publicity that this gives me, and I like making money off of it. I could give two shits if any of those kids graduate. I, I just want to get make money it's good it's good for my brand because that's what he did he just didn't say that but he did it he just wanted you to believe on paper that he was a good guy that he was helping the community He doesn't care anyway it, it's a huge issue it's a stink. And I'm sure there'll be more developments as we go through, and I'll keep you guys all posted. But I really, really do absolutely need to talk about the uh, the NFL. I want to talk about the NFL officiating. Uh, first off, the Lions got screwed last night. If you watched that game, uh, you know that You know that if if you watch that game last night, those referees were just absolutely atrocious. They 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 absolutely cost them the game. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm looking up right now something for for coming up in a second here, but yes, absolutely terrible. The referees cost uh, the Detroit that game. Those two illegal hands to the face calls were not illegal hands to the face it was egregious it was terrible um honestly it, it, it's it's just it's just it's it's just terrible there's excuse me there's no excuse for that type of behavior by the for the NFL i don't want games to be decided by the refs it should never go down to that it should never be in a position where two bad calls cost the Detroit Lions a chance to win that game. And it was terrible. There needs to be some sort of resurgence, some sort of uh, buyback on these refs, calling all these penalties, calling penalties that don't affect the flow of the game, calling penalties away from the ball. These all need to be stopped. It is terrible that we can have a game that gets played for three and a half hours And it really all got decided by a yellow rag. Which is terrible. That's not the way the game should be held. If you can look at the tape and see that uh, Trey Flowers had his hands below the neck on the chest of the offensive lineman, then you can know right there that that should have never been called. So I don't understand how we can view it you know, afterwards, go no 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 that was definitely not illegal hands to the face. His hands were nowhere near his face. Then they can call the penalty, and then it's just it's just a wash. It doesn't make sense. NFL officiating needs to be curtailed immediately. They are doing a terrible job. The consistency through the NFL and NFL officiating is absolute garbage, and it has to be addressed because it just cost the Lions a game. And it's not only was it the not only was it just one penalty of illegal hands to the face, which is whatever it's a ticky tacky call, but it's the same. It was the same call twice on the same player. That is just too good to be true for me and my liking. I'm I'm not I'm not about that. I think they need to go back to the drawing board with all these penalties and calls. It needs to be addressed because what they are doing is screwing the game. I don't want to see a game that goes down to the wire and it goes down to the stripes. That's terrible. I don't need to see it. I want to see the players make plays to win a game. Now, again, you can go back and talk about egregious calls, but egregious calls aren't even being overturned. That was the whole point of these these rules that they put in place now. They need to have a guy in the sky. I don't understand why it isn't this easy. You have a guy in the sky he immediately is watching the game from the from the aerial view and he goes hey you guys missed a really bad holding penalty that affected the game hey you guys missed a really bad pass interference call that affected the game hey you guys missed a really bad uh, illegal hands to the face that uh, you know could have could have resulted in a in a play right then you throw the then the flag either gets picked up or thrown at that exact moment after the play right so if they throw the flag, there's a guy in the sky reviewing the 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 you know the flag as it affects the game. He then radios down to the guys, and goes whoa whoa whoa, pick up that flag. That was not a flag. And then they go, never mind, flag waved off. There's no review. The guy's already in the booth watching it live. He knows if it's a flag or not. And then they go, no no no, sorry, it wasn't a flag. Off we go. Right? I don't understand why this isn't implemented. It's very simple. You just have one guy who watches the game film and says and he's just refereeing the refs that's all he's doing he's just making sure the refs are getting the best angle because sometimes their their vision is blocked they're at the same playing level as the at the same field level as the players they can't see everything but a guy in the sky like when we watch it on the broadcast and we can go well that wasn't illegal hands to the face that guy in the booth could be like yep that wasn't illegal hands to the face he hits a button he says hey hey wait 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 that wasn't illegal hands to the face wave that shit off they wave it off, and then the play goes back to normal or whatever. It's very, very simple. There would be zero review. They would never have to stop the game very long. It may be stopped for like 30 seconds while they reset the ball. That would be it. But again, I don't know. What they've done now is they've created a monster, and it's Pandora's box. And I said this at the very beginning of the season when they changed the rules for these pass interference calls because now what you've done is you've muddied the water. We don't know what pass interference is anymore. And the judgment calls of judging a judgment call is stupid. And you're allowing the coaches to challenge something that they themselves don't even know what the rules are. And right now, it's just a crapshoot. It's an absolute crapshoot. It's Coaches now are saying, I don't even want to challenge it because I'm going to lose a timeout. I don't even want to challenge this pass interference call because I may lose a timeout and you're not going to give it to me. I think right now, as statistics stand, last statistics I read, it was like, 13% 13% of all those penalties being thrown uh, challenging either pass interference for or against um, have actually been overturned or upheld, like meaning the opposite has happened, right? So whatever the call on the field was, the call on the field was reversed, whatever it was. It's less than 13%. So it's not looking good. So if I'm a coach, I'm just saying, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to challenge because I need the timeout. If I lose the timeout, that's shitty. That's going to come and bite me in the ass, especially in the second half. So they're just not going to do it. So that needs to be addressed. I'm sure we'll hear from um, as that transpires later. But I don't like when referees decide games. I didn't like it in New Orleans when the Rams had that penalty uh, that didn't, or the no call against the Saints in the NFC Championship game. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. It sucks. But. This is what we have. Now, we, now, we've created a monster, and we can't—it's Pandora's box, and, and what came out cannot go back in. Anyway, the other thing I want to talk about right now is how just— it is unbelievable to me um, how quickly the hype of Cleveland has dissipated, and yet nobody is being taken to task. on All, all those people in the national media um, who had the Browns as the Super Bowl favorites, where are you now? Because I, I honestly, it's like they disappeared. It, it, is, it is utterly hilarious to me that no one is being held accountable for, for what, what, they've, what, this is, what this has happened. No one is being held accountable for what we are witnessing on the field. Nobody. Everybody who had them as the favorite, as the darlings on paper, right? And me and a few other people that I listened to in the media, they all said the same thing. New head coach, second-year quarterback, offensive line is terrible, the youngest roster in the NFL. It's not going to work for you. It just isn't. not saying you can't win a few games, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl. But where are those people now? They're nowhere to be found. Baker Mayfield, let me just read you his stats right now, okay? He has five TDs and 11 interceptions. He has a QBR of 39.8. He has a completion percentage. Let me let me get his overall completion percentage stats here. Of 56.6%. And a passer rating of 66.0. Okay. Terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. Right now in his career... He has 32 TDs to 25 interceptions. And that is getting caught up to very quickly. Very, very quickly. He's on pace. Right now, he's averaging about two interceptions a game. This is bad. Very, very, very bad. It is, it is terrible what we were witnessing from Baker Mayfield. He honestly might be, statistically, the worst quarterback in the league. He's thrown seven interceptions at home. He's thrown five versus the AFC. So this is bad. This is bad just at a regular quarterback, right? You throw seven of your 11 interceptions at home. You throw five of all those 11 interceptions versus your AFC competition. I mean, you, you can't win games like that. And I understand a lot of that has to do with Baker Mayfield's offensive line being absolutely terrible. But, again, this was the guy who they bet everything on, who they said was going to be their franchise guy. And he's playing like utter garbage. Three interceptions, okay, a lot of those are red zone interceptions. He, so three interceptions last week. You know, 11 overall, and a good portion of those are red zone interceptions. He has to figure out what's going on. Because everyone talked about last year, Oh wow, you know what, Baker Mayfield, you know, he completed, had a 93% completion percentage. He was He was really doing good. He was, you know, one thing he did well, accurate passer. Right now, he's terrible. 50% of his passes are being completed. He's got almost, no, double the amount of interceptions to touchdowns. He is terrible. He's losing them games. So where are you people? That's what I want to know. Where are the people right now? They should all be forced to come out and apologize publicly. Everyone who sat there and said the Browns are going to the playoffs to win in the Super Bowl. Come out right now. And I want you all to openly apologize and tell everyone in the whole world that you were wrong and that what you said was blasphemy and that you didn't think you leapt. You literally just leapt off the cliff with everybody else, all your friends. It was like the old saying, right? Well, if all your friends jump off a bridge, you're going to jump off a bridge, too? Yeah, you all did. Every single one of you in the national media who said the Browns were any good all lined up on the bridge and jumped off together. And you should all be openly apologizing for what you said. 100%. You overlooked the most crucial thing in football, and that is coaching and having a good offensive line to protect your quarterback. And you don't have any of those things. So, again, Cleveland, where are you at? And I don't blame Cleveland. I don't blame Cleveland for how they acted. Of course, when the national media was running with the story, of course Cleveland was going to eat it up. They're desperate. But the national media should be held accountable for the lies and publicity we had to deal with all offseason. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks a lot for listening. I will be doing another episode tomorrow. We're going to dive into some more games that transpired um, as we look ahead to Thursday night's matchup. I'm going to talk about some more NFL officiating news, all that jazz. We're going to go into it. Um, I'll keep you guys updated as well on this whole LeBron James story if anything happens with that. Uh, please, guys, uh, follow me on Twitter at Eli. You can email me at TheRantEli. Um, eli at gmail.com. You can also follow me on the gram at the rant with Eli. Uh, please continue to like and share the podcast with your friends, families, dogs, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, cats, dogs, whoever. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. Uh, and I will continue to bring you content until I am no longer in the United States. Uh, thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. And I will see you guys when I see you.